0: with no limitations what does your perfect day look like what if it's possible to live like that every day would you wake up after 9am have perfect health maybe fire your boss have the money and freedom to do what you love most the world is your oyster where would you be who would you be with the possibilities are endless whether you believe it's possible for you or not you can make more, work less, and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson, and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. G'day, I'm Bryce Robertson and welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. This is episode one. And today you're going to learn a little bit about me, your host and why I came about to be sitting here and speaking to you today about living a freedom lifestyle. So let's rewind a little bit back to childhood. And if you haven't cracked the code already, yes, my accent is Australian. Uh, I'm an Aussie. I grew up down under. I actually grew up in Brisbane. I had a great childhood, a great family. I grew up in like a middle-class family in Brisbane, Australia. And in the area that I grew up in, it's very sort of hardworking, blue colored area. And uh, I just just had a great time. Great time growing up. I had a great time at school. I mostly enjoyed all of the sports and the social aspect of school. And I enjoyed school all the way through until around about grade nine. And somewhere at the end of grade nine, like beginning of grade 10, I really started to lose interest in school. And I think it had something to do with the fact that I, I just wanted to express more creativity. And I wanted to be physical. And I really just had a bit of a get go in me. And uh, school just wasn't really cutting it for me. And so but I still kept moving forwards. And I still kept going to school until around about grade 11. And I was just like this school things just not working out for me. I'm not digging it. I'm having a lot of fun socially, but I'm not digging the academic side of things. I wanted to be more creative. And I wanted to get out there. So I felt like at the time, I was at a crossroads where I had basically two paths that I could take. Now I had very limited knowledge at the time. I didn't know anything about being an entrepreneur. I hadn't had those kinds of influences. I hadn't had any kind of mentors or guidance in that area. So, and I kind of had limiting beliefs too. So at the time I thought I had, well, basically like three, I was at a crossroads of like two to three options. Um, And here's the options. Option A. I can continue going through school. I can graduate uh, after going to grade 12 and then I can continue on to go to university for 2 to 4 to 8 years and then I can become a professional and then I can go out into the workforce and and I can pursue that path. And that wasn't really sounding that sexy to me. I wasn't really attracted to that. Option B was to go out there, get a blue collar job. And, you know, make as much money as I can working with my hands. And that's what a lot of people did in the area that I grew up in. That was a very common way that people earn their living and live a pretty good lifestyle. And then option C was really kind of like option B. but just adding a business aspect to it. And I could have been a business owner. But you know, I was only like 16 at the time. And being a business owner just sounded too daunting and too big of a challenge for me. I think I first needed to just like learn how to be skilled on the tools and, and go out there and make a good living first. So very clearly at the time, option B was the best for me. So I looked at it and I'm like, well, what trade am I going to do? Where am I going to be in the blue collared world? So I looked at all the different ways you could make money. And I chose the top ways to make money. And one of those ways was being a welder and steel fabricator. So I thought, "All right, I don't really know anything about it. But if that's how you earn the most money, that's what I want to learn. So I went out there and I, I left school in uh, grade 11, I think I was 16 at the time. And I ended up going out there and getting an apprenticeship. And I worked my butt off through my apprenticeship to go through it as quick as I could. And then by the age of 20, I had graduated. And in Australia, we call that um, a tradesman. In America, we call that being a journeyman. But nonetheless, I became qualified and I had my skills to go out there and be fully qualified as a welder and steel fabricator. So in my very, very early 20s, I wanted to go out and earn the most money I could in that area. And the way we do that in Australia is usually by working on large construction projects or going and working out in the mines. And Western Australia has a lot of uh, large gold mines. It's a great way to learn a lot of money in the blue collar area. So I went out to Western Australia and I started working in the underground gold mines. And, you know, I was working like 12 hours a day, seven days a week, eight weeks on one week off. I mean, I was doing the grind, man. I was working my butt off. Sometimes we were working like 14 hours a day. We were going for it. And I ended up spending around about one and a half to two years in Western Australia and Northern Territory, and that side of Australia traveling around working in different mines and different workshops associated with mines. And then I saved up a whole bunch of cash, because My parents told me when I was really, really young, they ingrained in me and instilled in me that the world is your oyster and you can go out there and do what you want to do and be who you want to be and go for it. So at a really young age, I had a real desire to travel. You know, my parents used to take me camping and traveling all the time. Every year when I was a child, we used to take, you know, two weeks to a month off traveling. It was just great. I love traveling and I wanted to travel the world. And I just had a a number in my head that I was going to travel the world for six years. So I'd saved up a bunch of cash. And then one of my mates uh, from Brisbane, you know, we went down to the travel agent, we booked tickets, we were going over to the UK, and just a one way ticket because I knew I was traveling the world for six years. And then it came to probably about a month before it was time to leave. And then my mate said, I'm not going Um, just for one reason or other, I can't even remember what it was, but he wasn't coming. And I was like, "All right, he's not coming. But I'm going because there's nothing stopping me from traveling the world. So I did. I left. I, I, I first stopped in Thailand, did a little bit of scuba diving, and then I went over to the UK. And I had a plan to work and travel. And I kind of did it uh, using like a base camp method. And this is how I did it. I first started in London in the UK. And I based myself there and I was working as a welder and steel fabricator and I'd work for about three months at a time, you know, and I'd work sometimes I'd work, you know, five days a week, sometimes seven days a week, maybe even 12 hours a day. And I'd work my butt off and save up as much cash as I could. And then I would go over to Europe and travel for a couple of months until, (laughs) yeah, guess, guess why I came back until my money ran out. So then I, my money ran out, so I had to go back to the UK, and I had to keep working, save up more money, and then next time I'd go over to Africa, and then I'd wait till my money ran out, and then I'd come back, and I'd work for more, and then I'd go to Europe, and I, I continued that travel cycle for about three years. Then I wanted a change of pace and a change of scenery after about three years in UK, Europe and Africa. So I went over to Canada because I really wanted to go snowboarding. So I found myself in a little uh, ski village in British Columbia called Fernie, an amazing little village in the mountains, totally nestled in nature and uh, outdoor enthusiasts and extreme sports haven. And I just had a blast. My intention was to go there for about six months to go for one of the ski seasons so I could enjoy snowboarding and learn snowboarding and and have a a ski season and live in the snow and have that real authentic Canadian experience. (laughs) And I loved it so much when I was over there. And I made really cool friends that I decided to stay and then I did a, a downhill mountain biking season, I got the gear and I got the bike and I got the head cams and I was rocking it out and having a blast. Uh, and there just so happened to be coal mines just down the road about half an hour away. So I ended up working in the coal mines, and I was earning good money. And then I was spending all of the rest of my time off being very athletic being very outdoors and you know rafting and hiking and going to the gym and snowboarding and downhill mountain biking. And I even I even uh, started working at the local fire hall as an auxiliary firefighter. And you know, I ended up staying there for about two years and I loved it. And because I wasn't traveling around at the time, I had the ability to save up a really large sum of money now, much larger than any, uh, any sum I'd ever saved up before enough so that I could actually take about 18 months off because my next plan was to travel to Central and South America on a surfing and scuba diving trip for about 18 months. So I I took a quick pause, I went over to uh, Indonesia, I met up with some mates and they really got me into surfing and I really expanded as a surfer over there. I quickly went back to Australia and said g'day to my family and then I headed off to Central and South America for about a year, 18 months on my surfing and scuba diving adventure. And it was great. It was fun. I had an absolute blast. You know, I was surfing and scuba diving almost every day. I had plenty of money in the bank. It was all good. And I I just had a blast and I went all the way through until the last six months. And then I met someone very special. I was in the, uh, in the Caribbean. I was doing my dive master internship in a little island called Roatan in uh, just off the coast of Honduras and I had met who is my now wife Tiffany And Tiffany is uh, a native Californian from the USA so naturally I ended up in the USA and when I got to the USA uh, my wife and I you know we really, how to talk about the life that I'd been living, the life that she'd been living, the life that we wanted to live. And we made a decision that we wanted to, you know, have a freedom lifestyle and have enough money to be able to travel around and and travel the world and recreate the life that I'd already been living, except this time do it not only so our money doesn't run out, but so our money grows and expands while we're traveling. And, you know, that sounded like a really good idea, but I was having a little bit of a struggle with that because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the money and I didn't have the experience to be able to live that kind of financial lifestyle because all I really knew was the blue collared side of things. And I could run a little business around the blue collared side of things, but that's really all I knew. And, you know, I just kept grinding. And I I started working when I got to America. And I I continued in the welding and steel fabricating and, and construction and construction management. And one day, I remember coming home, and I walked up the top of the stairs. And I was just so emotionally, physically drained from working in the in the industry that I'd chosen because yeah it allowed me to travel all over the world and yeah I'd been living a cool life but the actual work aspect and how I was spending my days just Did not fit my ideal lifestyle, and I really didn't enjoy it for so many reasons. I didn't enjoy it for health reasons. It was noisy, a lot of dust, a lot of fumes. I I just didn't enjoy the culture. I didn't enjoy being physically drained and physically demanded upon every day. And you know, I I was about seventeen years deep in my welding and steel fabrication career by now, and I was completely exhausted. And one day I remember coming home and I walked up the stairs and I saw my wife. And in one hand, I had my lunch pail. And in the other hand, I had a work bag with some extra work clothes. And I remember getting to the top of the stairs and I looked at my wife, Tiffany, and I just I dropped both bags and I just looked at her and I said, Tiff, I can't do this anymore. And she immediately stopped what she was doing and she looked me straight in the eye and she's like, Bryce, I know you can't do this anymore. Like you can't keep coming home like this. Like this is not working. If you continue like this, not only is it going to be bad for you, I don't know what's going to happen with our marriage because you just, you can't come home so depleted every day. Like you've got nothing left. And I can tell you're emotionally not there. And you, your work actually, like, it pisses you off. You're not happy. You have to make changes. And so the, the interesting thing was, was that I had limiting beliefs at that time and you know i thought i had to stay in or around the career path that i'd chosen because i worked so hard for those 17 years to get where i was the thought of like doing that all over again just sounded so daunting so i really wanted to leverage the experience that i already had and, and do something in in or around that kind of industry but like at my core There's no way that that was in alignment with what I really wanted. I was settling because I had limiting beliefs. And I'll never forget this moment where my wife just said to me, she actually started laughing when I'm telling her that I had to stay in or around that kind of career because I didn't want to waste what I'd learned. She started laughing. And she said, Bryce, you can do whatever you want to do. Like literally the world is your oyster. You could be whatever you want to be. And I started arguing with her and I said, no, I can't. Here's all the reasons why, blah, blah, blah. And she said, just stop. You can do whatever you want to do. And not only can you do that, I've got your back. I will help you transition into something that brings you more fulfillment and that gets us closer to living the life that we want to live. She said, Hey, look, if it takes me to work two jobs, I'll do it while you're transitioning. You could be whatever you want to be. You can finish high school and then go on to university and become an architect. You could be a fitness instructor. You could study theology and become a pastor. You could do whatever you want to do. Like, just all you got to do is just figure it out now and then just do it. And I'm here and I've got your back. And when she said that to me, like, I had a massive, massive shift, a paradigm shift. It was like, I'd been living with like blinders and thinking very narrowly on how I can make money and how my life can exist around my career. And once she opened the possibility to me of having my back, and I can do whatever I wanted to do. And she would support me through that financially and emotionally and whatever I needed. It's like my blinders were removed and just a light started shining down and there was so many endless possibilities. Like uh, I could literally do anything. And I mean, fortunately, I never had to actually leverage what she was offering. Um, I mean, as you'll hear in a minute, the, the, the most I ever had to uh, have her help support me through was like a month or two, or a couple of months at a time. And we sort of took each, took care of each other in that way. But you know, now I could literally do whatever I wanted to do. So everything just went from being depressing and sad and like daunting and I don't know what I'm going to do to, oh my God, like I can literally do anything on the planet. It's really exciting now because all I have to do is just explore all of these possibilities and decide what I'm going to do and then do it. So my wife and I sat down and we, we explored uh, the three main ways that we can create massive wealth and live really free financially. And these are the three main areas. We can explore possibilities in stock market. We can explore possibilities in owning a business. And we can explore possibilities in real estate. They're the three main ways that people generate and create massive wealth and have a lot of financial freedom. So what do we do in the beginning, we looked at all of these areas and all of these methods. And so, you know, in the beginning, it was like, we're learning about the stock market, we're learning about foreign exchange, and we're learning about um, real estate and fixing and flipping and all of the different areas in real estate. And uh, we're exploring the possibility of owning a construction business and we even started uh, in our own little multi-level marketing uh, business within a multi-level marketing platform and we were learning sales and I think we were doing about seven things at once and we were still working in our day jobs in our careers and we had just decided that instead of doing all of this extra curricular things and going out out there and having fun doing all the things that we'd been doing, we were basically going to work, going to continue you know, working out and going to the gym and then spending the majority of the rest of our time learning and exploring, and expanding these other areas and, and getting educated in these other areas so that we can live financially free and live the freedom lifestyle that we wanted to live and you know i think we chose about seven different methods in the beginning of strategies and stock market multi-level marketing and business ownership and real estate and i tell you what we were having like very mediocre success in all of these areas because we were spinning plates and i was like running over here and running over there and i was going back to work and i was exhausted and i said wait up a minute here this isn't going to work. This is not sustainable. If I'm going to have true success here, I need to stop. I need to take a couple of steps back and choose one thing and laser focus just on one way of making money, one career path, one niche or one niche, and then specialize that and then just put all of my energy into it. So, my wife and I decided that it was going to be real estate. Um, I had at the time a 17 year background in construction and construction management. My wife had about a 10 to 12 year background in mortgage and finance. And so real estate was a really clear path for us. You know, tangible assets. um, Everybody needs a house. Everybody needs somewhere to sleep. A lot of businesses need brick and mortar. Real estate was the clear path for us. But those of you who know anything about real estate, there's a lot of different ways to make money. So within real estate, I had to pick a niche that I was going to specialize in. So I looked at all of the main areas that we can make money in real estate, fixing and flipping, wholesaling, um, apartments, mobile home parks, self-storage, blah, blah, blah. And one method really, really stood out to me because I was looking at all of the different profit and losses, and looking at the different financials and what it actually looks like financially to be in each of these areas. And mobile home park investing really stood out for me. You know, when I was looking at profit and loss after profit and loss of mobile home parks, I saw a trend. There's a lot of money to be made, and it's a a niche. Not everybody at the time was talking about mobile home parks. People didn't actually even know that there was much money to be even made in trailer parks, as a lot of people call them. So I went out there and I got educated and I just completely immersed myself in mobile home park education until I felt comfortable enough that I could go out there and um, get my first deal and find my first deal and evaluate my first deal. And I was really excited. So from the point of when I got educated, it took about three months for me to go out there and uh find my first mobile home park that I was really interested in putting under contract. Now, the interesting thing was, was at the time, well, well most people wouldn't think, given my circumstances that I was in, that I would be in the situation to buy a mobile home park. But I had been to uh, these real estate meetings and figured out that it didn't matter if you had money or if you had experience or like knowledge. If you could go out there and go find deals and put these deals under contract, then there would most likely be other people out there who didn't have the knowledge or experience or anything like that that wanted to be involved in deals that had money that they could bring to the table and you could do a joint venture or a partnership and you could get deals done so that was that was sort of the method that i was looking at to get my first deal under contract now, we had gone out and, you know, in pursuing all of this education and real estate and stock market and yada, 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 we ended up um, purchasing a coaching and mentoring program. And I'm a little bit embarrassed about this because we paid so much for it at the time. We ended up paying about 30, 35, $36,000 on credit cards because we didn't have the money and uh, for for a real estate uh, education and mentoring program. And we, we cranked it up on credit cards and we were so excited. We were going to be successful real estate investors and Uh, I went out, found the first mobile home park, and I wanted to put it under contract, but I didn't quite know how to join the dots to get it over the finish line. So I wanted to call up my mentor, the mentor that we had just paid $36,000 to have access to. I'd found this park, I knew I really liked it. And so I called my mentor. Ring, 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 no answer. I'm like, okay, maybe he's busy. I'll call him back in a little bit. I was really excited, and I knew this deal wasn't going to be around for too long, and I knew I had to take massive action. So I kept calling and I kept calling, and I couldn't get hold of him. I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to call uh, the the organizers and the and the and the hosts of this uh, real estate investment group club that we were part of, and I'm going to tell them I need to get a hold of my mentor. Can you please put me in contact with him? And so they did a little bit of work behind the scenes, and eventually he ended up calling me. And he said, all right, Bryce, tell me the story. I heard you got a deal that you want to put on a contract. Do you want to get going? What's the deal? And I said, well, here's a deal. It's a mobile home park. Here's the statistics. And, uh, and I really like this park. Here's why I like this park. Here's why I think it's a good park and a good investment. And, and here's my personal circumstances. Um, I have a, a negative net worth. Uh, and, and the reason I had a negative net worth is because all I had was debt. I had no assets and I only had $2,000 in the bank. I had a bunch of credit card debt and auto, auto loans and 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 whatnot. So I had a negative net worth, $2,000 in the bank and unseasoned credit because I'd only been in America for a short period of time. I hadn't had enough time to build up credit. And I said, but this park's great. And I'm really excited. And I want to put it under contract. And I just need your help to join the dots. And he said, hold up a minute here. Tell me what your circumstances are again. I said, oh, I'll get a negative net worth. I got $2,000 in the bank and unseasoned credit. He said, kiddo, you're dreaming. You're never going to get this deal done. It's just not going to happen why don't you do yourself a favor, come back down to the investment group and just get your teeth sunk into a little single family deal and just do a little deal like everybody else, something that you can manage and something that you can handle. And I was in shock. I mean, I paid like $36,000 for this hotshot to tell me that I couldn't do something. Like I didn't need that. So I hung up. That was it. End of phone call. Never called him back. (laughs) And then I went out there and I, I called a few guys that I knew that had experience as mobile home park investors. I told them what the park was like, what the investment looked like, and what my circumstances were like. And they said, hold up a minute here. Tell me the tell me this investment again, and then I told him, and they said, "Wow, that's a really good deal. Do you have it under contract?" And I'm like, "No, that's why I'm calling you. I need help putting this thing under contract. I don't have a contract." And they're like, "Well, I'll share a contract with you, but you got to put that thing under contract. We'll figure out the rest. Don't worry about it. Be piece of cake. Let's just get this thing done." So. I got a contract and then I got it approved by my attorney for the state that the park was in. And I went out there and I negotiated and I put the park under contract. And I was like, yes, I've got it under contract. And now I've got about three months to figure out how I'm going to get the, it was just, it was around about $200,000 that I needed uh, to actually uh, purchase this park. I mean, the park was uh, available for about $600,000, but I needed a down payment, need to get financing and all that kind of stuff. So I needed to not only do my inspections on the actual investment, I needed to figure out how I was going to get $200,000. And the clock was ticking. I had about three months to figure all this out and uh, i ended up going out there to family and friends and, and creating uh, a joint venture a partnership where uh, we were going to go in together on the deal and we were going to we were going to do the work together i was going to do most of the work uh, and you know my my friends were going to bring in some of the money and 3 months later ended up closing on the deal and got the deal done and i was like yes i did it and you know part of me inside just kind of had this burning desire not only to move towards the freedom lifestyle that i wanted to live through uh, investing in real estate it also uh, i was re- i was re- repelling again Against uh, not wanting to be in the career that I was in. And that was driving me as well. But the big cherry on top was the $36,000 mentor that we paid for that said, Kiddo, you're dreaming, you're never going to get it done. And I was like, Yeah, well, I'll show you, buddy. And put it under contract, got it over the finish line, deal done. And I tell you what, once I did that first deal, I felt like I was about 10 feet tall and made of steel, like nothing was going to stop me. I thought if I could just do what I did and go from a negative net worth, $2,000 in the bank and unseasoned credit to buying a mobile home park worth like $600,000, like anything's possible. I just put a really cool deal together. So I continued on that path. I ended up keeping pursuing in the in the mobile home park field. And fast forward, uh, two and a half years later, my wife and I retired ourselves from our uh, day jobs and our careers. And we became full time in real estate. She had her own niche as a realtor, and in property management, and I had my own niche in mobile home park investing. And, you know, that was a massive transformation for us. And after two and a half years of retiring ourselves, we also became financially free. Now, you know, financial freedom is an amazing feeling once you get there because now you no longer have the heavy weight and pressure and stress of having to work because now you can choose if you're going to work and if you are going to work, how much you're going to work, and what are you going to do with your time? And it was interesting because all of the goals that I really had up to that point had all been focused around what are we going to do to create money and become financially free and achieve these goals? And then once we achieve that, it's like, cool. Now what? Cause now we've got the possibility of endless amounts of time on our hands and we were still driven to work and continue making money, but now we can actually travel and do all the things that we really wanted to do. So, you know, we started traveling again and we traveled the world for like, I think it was six months and we went to about 20 countries and we just had a blast and, you know, like went um, surfing in Brazil and went hiking down in Patagonia and we're eating like fine Foods and 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 drinking beautiful wines in Argentina, and then we're trekking in the jungle in the Amazon, and we went over to Europe, and we're um, e- eating at Michelin star restaurants in Paris and and in France, and then staying in gorgeous little cottages in in the Netherlands, and we were staying in castle in in um, Italy, and eating amazing foods, and going to the mountains in Switzerland, and just having a blast. And we're like, yes, we finally have actually cracked the code to living a freedom lifestyle and you know at that point it was just like this is so amazing I can't believe the life that I used to live and the life we used to live and the life we get to live now because of the choices that we've made because we have cracked the code on freedom and living a freedom lifestyle and you know I can understand that some of you watching this video, if you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening through a podcast platform, that, you know, maybe it sounds good that I'm out there adventuring and traveling and whatnot. Look, this is my version of a freedom lifestyle, but whatever your version of a freedom lifestyle is could look completely different. I mean freedom for my wife and I is, you know, living on large acreage in the in the wilderness and being surrounded by animals and outdoor adventures. Maybe for you, it's, it's living on the top level in the penthouse of a high-rise building in one of the busiest cities. I mean, whatever it is. And that's what we're going to do here on Freedom Hack Radio is we're going to really dig into what a freedom lifestyle is going to look like for you. You know, freedom lifestyle. This is what it looks like for us. We love to travel. We love to live in the wilderness. We love to be free. And, you know, outdoor adventures. Maybe you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you want to work like half days three days a week or four days a week and spend the rest of the time having really really quality time with your with your children or your family or your friends or maybe you want to spend more time with your grandparents or maybe you want to go out there and you want to start a a foundation or you want to Go evangelize, or you know, it's the possibilities are endless. You can literally do whatever you want to do. And the purpose of this podcast is to provide massive, massive value to you guys so that you can explore, start asking the right questions, getting guided through the right areas that we need to focus on in our life so that you can live a true freedom lifestyle and that you can understand what your reason why is, understand what the perfect day would look like for you, what your burning desire is, and how we can translate that into the kind of lifestyle that you're going to live. How are you going to make money? How are you going to generate wealth? How are you going to have ultimate relationships, not just relationships with your spouse or your children or your family, business relationships, career relationships, relationships with people in your community, Everything is relationships. It's so important. We're going to talk about having optimal health. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about physical health. We're going to talk about getting rest and relaxation so that you can be completely recharged and invigorated and strong so you can go out there and make more money and spend more time with your friends and family and have deeper relationships and at a higher intensity. We're also going to explore how you can deepen your spirituality so that you can be the relaxed, calm eye of the storm when chaos is going on all around you. Let's be real there's going to be a lot of opportunities for chaos to be around you. There's going to be, if if you're pursuing things entrepreneurially, if you're pursuing financial freedom and enhanced relationships, there's going to be a lot of challenges and you're going to need to be spiritually grounded so that you can be the calm eye of the storm when chaos is happening and make wise decisions and, and be supportive of those around you. And we're also going to explore how you can spend more time doing the things that are really most dear and important to you, just like having fun, doing the things you love the most. And uh, you know, I'm tuning into you right now from America and I know as and I'm an American citizen. I've been here long enough. I get how the culture works. And I know that there's like so much drive and pressure for the material things and, and work, 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 work. And I notice, especially in the American culture, so many of us focus so much on that and the drive in the in financially and with material things that we don't spend enough time just doing things that we really love the most and having fun. You know, one of the first questions that people ask when they meet anybody or meet me in America is what do you do? You know, what's your career? That's how we associate with people in America and how we sort of crack the code to who someone is. But You know, I usually ask, like, what do you get up to for fun? Like what gets your heart going? Like what 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 gives you a burning desire? And so we're going to talk a lot and explore different possibilities of how we can really have a lot of fun. I love traveling. I love traveling the world. I love outdoor adventures. I love nature. I love animals. It's that's me. But what is it for you? And we're going to really, really dig into that. So we're really going to dig deeply through these podcast episodes into the five main areas of our life that we need to focus on, we need to set goals in, we need to grow and expand and always be growing in and find kind of a harmony and a balance in so that we can live holistic, true freedom lifestyle and live in true fulfillment. Because you know, I talk to people about what do they want out of life and it seems like most people want to be happy. Happiness is an emotion and emotions are temporary because we can't always be happy because sometimes we're going to be sad and sometimes we're going to have a little bit of fear and sometimes we're going to be excited and there's a lot of different emotions. So I'd like to reframe happiness and use the word fulfillment. Because fulfillment can be a sustainable state that we can ebb and flow through different emotions, but as long as we generally have fulfillment in life, we really, really will enjoy ourselves. And that's what most people are looking for. So the goal of all of this is to have harmony in these five main areas of our life, in financial, relationships, health, spirituality, and having fun. Once we get balance in these areas, we can have a lot of freedom and we can have a lot of fulfillment. And let's just do a quick little test right now. Just stop whatever you're doing wherever you are. Um, if you're driving, just pull over. Um, but uh, I don't want you to close your eyes if you're driving. But if you're not driving, just close your eyes right now. And just think about somebody in your life, they could be somebody you know, or somebody you look up to. Uh, and, and just think about somebody that just really gets you motivated and inspired. And you're like, hey, you know, that's a really inspiring person, I'd like to drive to be more like him or more like her. Think about that person for a second. It could be somebody in your family, it could be um, someone who's famous, just think about who that person is. Now, give them a grade, give them one point for each of the five areas that I've just mentioned, give them a point, if they are doing well financially. Give them a point if they are doing well with health. Give them a point if they're doing well in relationships. Give them a point if they are doing well spiritually. And give them a point if they seem like they're someone who are doing well, having fun and enjoying life. Now, most people, when, when we do this little exercise, come back to me and they say, Hey, like I gave this person at least three or above. Okay. That's usually somewhere in the point range that that kind of person would get. Now, let's flip the coin on this one and think about somebody that you know that could be in your life or somebody that you're exposed to. That's a bit of a drag. Maybe they're a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, Maybe it's it's a little bit heavy to be around them because it's like, you know, dead weight. You know, (laughs) everybody knows somebody like this. Hopefully it's not you, Um, you know, it could be somebody in your family, it could be, you know, one of your friends, it could be somebody, right? Think about that person. Now, grade them in those areas. Give them a point if they are doing well financially, Give give them one if they're doing well with relationships, with health, with spirituality and with having fun. And what you'll likely find is that that person scored less than three points. Now, the interesting thing about this is that whether we know this point grading system or not, we're kind of subconsciously doing this and we're doing this anyway. And this is why we're drawn towards more, you know, a certain person or, or we're drawn less towards somebody else. You know, we're doing this grading system and we're being attracted because they're usually successful in these areas or less successful in these areas. And we want to spend more time with the ones that are successful in these areas and less time with people who are not so successful in these areas. Now, while you may be doing this subconsciously or consciously, other people are doing this for you as well. They're gonna look at you in a certain way and they're gonna give you a certain grading as well. So wouldn't you wanna score at least three or above Wouldn't you want to aim to score five in these areas so that you can be the person that someone just really wants to be around so that not only have you got yourself taken care of, that you can provide massive value to other people around you. And you can not only do the things that you love, but like help change the world in the ways that you want to change them. It could be as simple as being an ultimate dad or mom and being like the best parent in the world and being like the best role model. Or it could be as far as like, you know, starting a foundation and having a crowd of tribe of like millions of people, whatever it is, or anything in between. The purpose of this podcast is to explore these possibilities, to find out what your reason why is, and for you to self design your own freedom lifestyle. So Thank you very much for joining me on this first podcast episode, on podcast episodes two to six. It's just going to be me, and I'm going to continue to dig deeper in these five main areas, and then from episode seven onwards, we're going to join industry experts and leaders in their field as we explore all of the different possibilities of how we can grow and learn and expand and self-design our own freedom lifestyle. Thanks for joining me. Every now and then here at Freedom Hack Radio, I'm going to do a book review or a review on a course or a live event or something that I got a ton of value out of that I would love to share with you guys. And today, I'd like to share with you this book here. It's called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. And this, was, this would have been like one of the first books that had such a pivotal effect on myself and my wife when we were getting started out that we put this book to being like the main catalyst to us really advancing a lot of our success when it came to, you know, being professional, and having a successful money mindset and a success mindset. And that's what this book is all about. So T Harvecker he's got a lot of street smarts, he's gone out there and he's had a lot of success as an entrepreneur himself. And he actually learned by a lot of trial and error. He had a lot of failures. And then then he ended up having successes. And then he just blew out of uh, proportion and, and and now he's ultra successful. And you know, this book, he ended up becoming a uh, New York Times number one uh, bestseller. And he's Tia Harvecker e. has a really amazing ability to take uh, what would otherwise be a complicated topic and make it really simple. And not only just simple, but like really fun as well. And he also is a very interactive teacher. So he gets his students and he gets his uh, audience very engaged by using uh, accelerated learning. That's the method that he uses to teach people. And so very simple book to read, very fun to read. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but you may have, may have remember me mentioning earlier that I didn't have uh, a success mindset and I had limiting beliefs, but I didn't know that I had them until I read this book. And uh, basically, the way that T. Harbecker explains it is if we have a thermostat, we have a success thermostat. Now, if you understand how heating or air conditioning works, you have a thermostat set and your thermostat will be set here. Let's say it's set at 70 degrees, okay? And you've got it on heat. Now, if the temperature drops below 70 degrees, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to kick in and it's going to take it back up to the thermostat temperature. Likewise, if you had it set for air conditioning and it was, say, 50 degrees, then, you know, if it got too hot, the thermostat would kick in and then it would bring the temperature back down to 50 degrees. Now, the same thing applies to us when we're having success and the way that we uh, believe what's possible for us and what our success thermostat is. And so, if we're out there and we think uh, that we are, are, are capable of making $100,000 a year, and we can go out there and we can make $100,000 a year or all the time, every year, because we believe it's possible. But if we went out there one year and made $250,000, we would subconsciously most likely do something afterwards to screw it up and lose that money because we only truly believe at our core that we can earn $100,000. Now, this is just an example, of course. It could be a very different number. Um, but the amazing thing about this book is, is T. Eker teaches us uh, not only about wealth principles and, and how to have a success mindset and how to think like rich people and how to think like wealthy people and how to think like successful people, but he teaches us how to actually reset the pro- programming that we had. Maybe it was subconscious, maybe it was conscious programming that we had when we were a child with all the modeling that we had from our parents and from our culture and our society and all of the negative financial mindset stuff that got ingrained in us. And we can remove that. We can pull out all of the weeds and we can plant new seeds and we can create a, a new fresh sl- slate and success mindset so that we can go out there and crush the things we want to do. Cause we can learn all of the tactics and all of the ways to become successful. But if we don't truly believe in our core that we are going to be successful and that we do deserve that, then it's not going to be in alignment with uh, Uh, when we actually do come across those challenges and come across those goals and when we do go out there and earn that money. So we want to, we work really hard to go out there and be successful and we want to be able to retain the success that we have. So it's an amazing book. I would highly recommend that you guys go out there and get a copy. And uh, you know, he's very interactive and and, uh, the, the book kind of breaks down into two main sections. The first section of the book, He's talking about all of the ways that we think like a successful person and, and the principles of thinking and acting like a successful person. And then the second part of the book actually breaks down into about 17 sections where you're going to do your own 17 wealth exercises. So you can put this knowledge into action and completely solidify it and get it concrete in your mind and your soul and then go out there and absolutely crush it. So, you know, we loved this book book so much that we ended up uh, following up with T Harvecker. And we we ended up doing some of his courses. And we ended up being with him for about, I'd say two years, two and a half years of, of the courses we did with him and live events. And it's just like nothing changed our lives so significantly as far as education as uh, you know T Harvecker and peak potentials and you know this this was the beginning part of it Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Uh, he also has a uh, a three-day live event where you can literally be there to um change your money blueprint and do a bunch of exercises live in a, in a, in a room with a whole bunch of other people. And it's, it's, that course is absolutely amazing. I can't believe it's free, but it is. And it's all over America. It's all over Canada and Australia and Europe and UK. And, And so you can just go online and look at the millionaire mind intensive, um, or go onto a peak potentials website. You'll be able to find more information about it there, but I highly recommend that you get yourself a copy of this book, because I want all of you to be set up for massive success. And this book is just absolutely amazing, highly recommend it. So go out and get yourself a copy. And, you know, I want to thank you again, for joining me today. I hope you've got a ton out of all of the value that I've been providing here today. And if you have got some value out of this, you know, pay it forward. You know, you know, the way these things work, you know, Say, uh, go onto YouTube and, and give me a thumbs up if you enjoyed it, and leave a review on your favorite uh, podcasting platform if that's where you heard me through there. Because the more reviews I get and the more attention I get there, the more the word gets out there, and the more people I can help create a freedom lifestyle. And this is really important to me, and it's really important that I change tons of lives. So help me help you and help other people by uh, leaving a review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and we we really appreciate it. And, and the people out there that haven't heard about this yet are going to really appreciate it. So if you, if you dig it, leave a review, tell your friends. And I'm really looking forward to joining you for the next episode where we're going to learn a lot more about the financial success. So I look forward to seeing you guys and talking to you guys soon.